Yeah, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. Well, it's time to make that change. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for the November 4th, 2023 edition of Church Information and Open Forum with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. Reverend Barnett has been a soldier on the battlefield for civil rights, human rights, and social justice for over 40 years. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. All right, Reverend Barnett isn't in the air yet. Uh, we have uh, Karen who answers the phone, and oh, she told okay. me that it's someone who wants to make a pledge. Okay. Yes. So uh, you take you taking a pledge, right? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Well, since she mentioned that, it's pledge drive. Yeah. Uh, you know, K N O N is community radio, and uh, I like to use a term I I learned from Atlanta unbought and unbossed. Uh, and what do I mean by that? KNON is independent. The journalist and the journalistic content on KNON is not subject to corporate persuasion. The powers that be that we oftentimes have to criticize because of their behavior. Can I just call the station manager and say, if this guy says something else like we don't like, uh, we're gonna stop uh, buying your commercials. So, in order for us to maintain this, this, this posture, excuse me, we need you listeners to contribute your tax-deductible pledges to KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. Uh, we need for you to support us because this program, Church Information and Open Forum, is unique in itself. Not only is KNON unique, but Church Information and Open Forum is unique. Uh, the perspective that is provided from the African-American male standpoint is unique. There's no other program on the radio where you get a viewpoint of reality from our perspective. And if we see something one way and it benefits us, it's going to benefit everyone. So, calling your tax deductible pledges, 972-647-1893, help us reach our goal, and uh, we will continue on this station to stand for human rights, civil rights, and social justice. And also, I need to add this in here. 
if someone disagrees with something that's said on this show, this is a call-in talk show. Don't call someone else and complain to them about something that's said. Call into the show. We want to hear you. We want to dialogue with you. We want you to tell us why you disagree with something we say. Don't call the other hosts. Don't call the other uh, stage man. Uh, excuse me, station manager. Call here. Call the show. We want to have you talk. We want to hear what you say. But in addition, if someone says something on this show that a person doesn't agree with, that does not give them the right to mess with their property or try to intimidate that person. Because there are consequences. And if we can't express our opinion here without feeling intimidated or feeling there'll be repercussions or ramifications, then you and the general audience can't do it either. So call in with your tax deductible pledges to the voice of the people, 972-647-1893. Pierre, do we have a caller? So right now we're still taking some pledges. That's absolutely uh, fantastic. Yeah, we already got uh, two pledges. Okay. And uh, since we're taking pledges, uh, when I talked to Reverend Barnett earlier this week, uh, I mentioned let's talk about reparations. Okay, and what do I mean by reparations? Reparations means repair. That's, that's, the, that's the root word, repair. Because African Americans have never enjoyed economic equity or equality in this country in the 400 years, over 400 years, that we've been here. And so I have the book in front of me, From Here to Equality. Reparations for Black America in the 21st Century. And it's written by Professor William Darty Jr. and A. Kristen Mullen. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Dr. Darty, he's a Duke University professor who you would see on the 1619 Project. And he's talking about why African Americans deserve reparations and how the reparations could be implemented. So if you want to call in and talk about that, you can do that. If you want something, have something else you want to talk about, feel free to bring it up and we'll talk about it. At 972-647-1893, KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you're streaming. And we have a caller? Yes, we do. We have Blackhawk on line one. Good morning, Blackhawk. Good morning, Blackhawk. Uh, well, He's you there. Know, you know they use the Walu King name to raise money and promote Walking King And there's a Nazi uh, headquarters of Bessie Higgins and Bucker on Pennsylvania and, and uh, Jimmy Jackson. 
Okay, can you can you start over for me because we kind of having a problem hearing you? Can you start over for me? Because we. I wonder what Peter Johnson never do. That's the LC. Uh, Black Hawk, I can't understand what you're saying. Can you, if you can start over and get it a little straight? I was sort of rubbing it. Not using Martin Luther King's name to raise money and promote Martin Luther King's stuff. They burned down Captain Gillum's house. I wonder what Peter Johnson never doing at CLT. Peter Johnson never. I used to blow that up. Uh, all right. That frees a line for a call and comment. 972-647-1893. And it's Pledge Drive. And, uh, also, when you give your tax-deductible pledge, there are some gifts that you can get. Uh, you can get your long-sleeve shirt, your cap, your tote bag, your K-N-O-N cup. There's a lot of stuff that you can get, uh, you know, as appreciation for your donation. Okay. Uh, now, let's let's try to get back to... Pledges at nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. You want to uh, pledge? We need you to pledge. We have to have you to pledge. I uh, haven't heard from Reverend Barnett this morning. I'm assuming he's going to call in. Um. Now let's get back to. Reparations, and uh, as I read through this book, there's some I thought three important sections. The first one that I that that I think is important is the myth of racial equality or equity. Okay. Uh, where we're saying that black household heads with a college or university degree earn 10,000 less in median net worth than white households who never completed high school. Uh, blacks who are working full time have a lower median net worth than whites who are unemployed. The home ownership level of African Americans is 40-something percent. Well, for whites, it's 75-some percent. And on and on and on. So it boils down to we don't have any money. Or at least the masses of African Americans don't have any money. Now, uh, I'm wondering what you're all thinking about this. 972-647-1893. Uh, is, do you think that these figures are accurate? Do you think that 
uh, African Americans deserve reparations? And how do you feel about whatever else you want to talk about? So 972-647-1893. So we'll be right back with more Church Information and Open Forum. pledges start rolling in because it's a pledge drive and uh, we need the listeners tax deductible pledges to keep K-N-O-N alive. Right. And we need what you're talking about. Reparation. HR 40. We all need to get in on this people. They taking our money going all everywhere else. Like I say. I thought about you the other week, and I'm hitting, they hit me with the 500. Come on. We can't, they keep taking from us. Every, sending that money over there to Ukraine. Now they over there in Israel. Everywhere but right here at home, they make us suffer. I told y'all let's go get to the half and the half not. And I don't think we should have now. Now when our people built this and struggled, lost life, I don't, I just, it's unreal because I saw it with my own two eyes. Tony, all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Martin Luther King. Come on, people. Those I, I always had a problem with that because those children grew up, grew up without their father. And I think it is crucial that every household have mother and father in there. Yes, absolutely. How do you know your identity. Right, that's cute. That's key. Right, that's why these kids are so out of control. Mm-hmm. Because I see it when I go into schools. Let sure me tell do. you about that. That went out of control when they integrated us because they didn't want us whooping on their children. They didn't want us what? Spanking their children. Oh, you know that is an interesting concept. Right, I understand exactly what you're saying because in the African American community, we do the biblical way of disciplining our kids. We spank them. We em. got that. We got that paddle <laughs> in school. Wasn't nothing said about it. If you get it in school and you get back home to your parents, they had another. One. You get it again, <laughs> and you and you were brought in line. You were disciplined, and we're not talking about abuse. There's a, there's a distinction. It's called HR Party, people. We need to we need to declare our HR Party reparation. Have a good day. Thank you, Beverly, for your call and comment. That frees up a line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. It's pledge drive. Uh, all all you listeners, y'all need to help us out with this pledge drive so we can keep this station on the air, and you can come on and say what you want to say, and you can hear the things that you won't hear on other radio stations. Uh, who do we have next? Uh, Pierre, all right. Tony online. Uh, we have Tony on line too. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. All right. How can we help you? Let's talk about restoration. Okay, that's what we're talking about. First of all, you're not gonna get restoration, reparation if you don't use all the structure of the government we're in right now. Me and this, our current government means. Get the vote and have and build a coalition and build a voting block. Get the reparation. Okay. Now, can you talk just a little bit louder? The, the Japanese didn't do it, and uh, the Jewish didn't do it. But for us, we have to use the leverage of government to get it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're gonna make we gonna make up forty percent of the population. Okay. Now, if we go to our, our numbers, we can get them done. Okay. But everybody wants separation, but they don't want to pay within the two parties that we have. We, we could have more than one power party, but the reality is that, you know, everybody can say they want something, but they don't want to pay within the current structure of uh, government. Mm-hmm. And you can argue all day long without want. But if you don't get the deep percentage of the Republican and the Democrats even put it put it where they can put a bill and then vote for it, that system, you ain't getting nothing. I don't care what you do. I don't care how many protests you do. Now, the one way we do is just use our money as a leverage. But we're not going to do that either. We always ask for something, but we don't want to pay the price for it. The government boycott is a prime example. And guess what? Right now, there's nobody ready right now for that kind of commitment. Okay, now I, I want I want you, I, I want you to try to do, drill down on that a little bit. You mentioned the Montgomery bus boycott. That's what uh, traditionally is known to be the the, the spark for the civil rights movement. Yeah, 
Uh, are you saying we got a break, Pierre? Yes. Okay. Hold on a minute, Tony. We're going to go to a break, and we're going to be right back. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it like that? Here we go. All right, Tony, uh, go ahead and uh, and drill down a little bit in in what you're saying uh, in terms of uh, you mentioned something that was important. We don't vote African Americans, that is, don't vote at the percentage that they need to vote in order to have the leverage to get reparations moving forward in an actual way. Okay. Okay. Well, well, part of it is the majority of folks with the economic embargo on bus and, and uh, right, mm-hmm. right. It was an economic embargo. Exactly. Now, well put. Now, you must admit that there were some black bus companies that did not, you know, that, that, that lost money in there, but that's another story for another time. But anyway, um, the reality is, is, is that Black in that community made a decision. It really was going to be alone, and and then and, and, and when they made a decision to boycott, they used their own car. Right. Mm-hmm. They, walked. They, they walked. Carpool. They paid. Walk. Yeah, they did carpool, and they walked and, and did and did what was necessary to do to at least get some service. Mm-hmm. Whereas you have people around the United States saying, "I want reparations for black this and that," and the reality is that. Are they willing to pay the price? And I will argue that they're not. Because like I said, at the end of the day, we're not the Japanese, like I said. We're not the Germans, not the Jews, where they have advocated and, and, and uh, for them in, in Washington to, to get their reparations. Mm-hmm. Now, for us, we do have black politicians in Washington. But the reality is, they cannot get along. And so the reality is, we say a lot of stuff but we don't want to pay the price for it. And like I said, you got to say, I'm not going to vote. Cool, don't vote. Because you ain't getting reparations. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Don't, don't, don't vote. And then you uh, have a firm action take next week. Cool, don't vote. When when Abbott tries to get this voucher thing passed, and you don't vote and you choose to say, well, you know what, I'm going to vote on, on, on uh, local elections or even uh, uh, state elections. Because the consequence is you have yourself. Right. And the fact of it is, is, is at the end of the day, everybody wants something. But, but nobody wants to put in the work, huh? <laughs> everybody can talk and have Twitter things, you know, and, 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 and be outraged. But at the end of the day, we have sat here and been co-opted as a community and, and became assimilated to the system that do not want us. Right. And then we don't want to participate in it and then say, hey, you know, well, I'm not going to do it because this. Right. Say we want to 
and I'll leave you with this. Mm-hmm. Ask every person that ever come on TV, or I always ask them, ask them if they vote. And I guarantee you, most of them have not voted. They wanted something from the government system. Thank you. Yeah, Tony. Uh, thank you for your call. You know, you made an important point. People want things, but they don't want to put in the work. Now, what does that mean? Well, <clears throat> as he so appropriately pointed out, the Montgomery bus boycott was an economic embargo. We're not going to ride the bus. Okay, now, uh, maybe somebody's going to flap my tires or whatever they do when I say this. <sighs> well, maybe we don't need to buy a six-pack. Cut back. You know, maybe we don't need to buy uh, another pair of shoes because we got 20 pairs of shoes uh, and use our economic leverage to say, hey, well, we tried one way. Now we got to try another way because the masses of African-Americans and what I mean by that go over there by Martin Luther King and just start heading south. I'm not talking about the Soto. I'm not talking about Cedar Hill. I'm talking about from I-30 all the way south. Go down, say, Marsalis, or go over in some of those other places over there. You'll see the housing. There's no housing. There's no economic development. Where's the grocery store? Where's the Kroger? Uh, so this is what we're talking about. Uh, who do we have next? Right, we have a power on the line one. What'd you say? Power. Power is yes. in P O W R. Uh, yes, yes. Go ahead, power. Hello. He's on. Go ahead, power. Hey, good morning, too. Okay. Good morning. So there's a, there's a, there's a quote that says, "To whom you give your money, you give your power." Okay. To whom you give your money, you give your power. Okay. And reparations is a good thing, but without the proper facilitation and distribution, it, it could become a bad thing. So African Americans, we have $1.3 trillion worth of spending power, mm-hmm. but when you look at what we actually own in our communities, and you talk about home ownership, mm-hmm. you're 40%. Mm-hmm. So you can you can give me a lot of money, but if I don't know what to do with that money, then I'm I'm in the same condition that I was before I even started. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Go ahead. Are you saying don't give us the money because we don't know how to spend it? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm okay, saying can you can you clarify what you're saying? Yeah, let's look at what we're doing with the wealth and the spending power we have right now. Mm-hmm. So with $1.3 trillion worth of spending power, that's what we spend, mm-hmm. we would be the seventh largest nation in this country. But yet, you look at that spending power, mm-hmm. we only own homes at 40% versus mm-hmm. our counterparts. Okay. So we have, we have what we have right now, and we're doing nothing with it. So if you give me something, and I, and I don't have the discipline to utilize it in the means to where it's going to advance me economically, mm-hmm. then that's not doing me any justice. Let me ask you a question. So a t- Let me ask you a question. Do you have the discipline to do something with it? Absolutely. Okay. Now let me let me fin- let me let me move a little further. Let me get a little closer. Yeah. Okay. okay. I can't assume that because this person over here doesn't have enough discipline 
to be able to handle their money responsibly that you won't and therefore I'm not going to give anybody anything. That's what I'm getting well, to. Yeah, so let's look at the discipline we've had in the past five years. And that our, our spending power has increased year after year after year, mm-hmm. but our home ownership rate continually to decline. See, we, we have the most... Okay, but what, what is your point? What is your point? My, my point is maybe we should turn our focus and stop talking about voting so much. And let's look at ways we can advance our community economically. Okay, why would you tell us to not vote? Well, let's look at it. The people who control the economics in most of our community don't look like us, but they hold no seat on the local level, mm-hmm. the state level, the national level. Wait a minute, you they say they don't look like us and they don't hold seats. Absolutely. They don't hold a council seat. They don't hold a uh, are you seat. Saying, are you saying that... They don't that- hold a separate seat. Okay, but what does that have to do with us not voting? Well, here's the deal: voting can't be the only tool in the toolbox. It's and who said that was what? Who said that was the only tool in the but, toolbox? But that's what we show, and that's what we talk about all the time. So no, but well, not not right now. We're talking about reparations. Absolutely. So if voting reparations in uh-huh. is, 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 is what you're saying we need to do, I'm saying what are we doing right now in the conditions of what we have right now? And all I'm saying is mm-hmm. let's change the narrative and let's start talking about how do we advance our community economically. So Okay, can you do can you can you do reparations and how to advance our community economically simultaneously? Absolutely. Well, no, let me ask you this. Uh-huh. I can talk about reparations, but if I don't have a life insurance policy, uh-huh. then reparations will not do me any good. Why is that? And it, and I, oh, oh, no, no, no. Why is that? We are the most underinsured. Okay, but wait a minute. You just made a statement, and I'm, a, I'm asking you for a direct answer. You said that if you don't have a life insurance policy... Reparations won't do you any good. Why is that the case? I'm going to ask you two things. No, no, no. You have to answer the question. I just You have to respond to what I just asked you. I'm going to respond to that. Okay, well, respond to that first. Do you have a life insurance policy? Yes. Okay. Now, do you can you respond to what I just what you just said? Are you a homeowner? No. All right. So, talking about reparations. Okay, but what, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I, this is where I lose a lot of people. This is where I lose people. I'm a computer person, okay? When you say something and I ask you a question, before we go to the next statement or topic, I would appreciate if you could answer the question. Is that okay? So there's a certain thing, yeah, so so, so since you're tech, there's a certain thing called input and output. Okay, that's not what we were talking about. We were, You said that reparations wouldn't do you any good if you didn't have a life insurance policy. And I said, no. why is that the case? Because if you don't have the discipline to do with what you should be doing with reparations, it's not going to do you any good. So okay, we, that's, that's your initial statement. You started off with that. And my response was, my response was, I can't determine who has financial acumen, responsibility, capability ahead of time before they have the money. Right. But I can't do that, and I don't. I, and I sh- and I'm, I'm, I'm not advocating for that. If we go, everybody gets the money, and if we gave any other ethnic group a group money, like a reparation, some of them would screw it up in any group, 
and some of them would do it right with. And we don't have any data or numbers to show which one would do which. Okay. Now I need to move on to another call. We got another callers, but uh, call back in next week. We're, we're still going to be here. At Church Information Open Forum, eighty nine point three FM. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Who do we have next? And we have Tommy on the line three. You say Tommy? Tommy, yes. Tommy All right, Smith. Go ahead, Tommy. Uh, yeah. Hey, man. Uh, I don't mean no disrespect to nobody, like always, and I don't mean to down or belittle no one. But my heart hurts every time I hear this program. I mean, tears come to my, tears come to my eyes. But I'm gonna try to say this as quick as possible. But like I said, I don't mean no disrespect. The powers that be want us in the position that we're in because we can be manipulated. Now, we're the most, if we ever band together, we will be the most dangerous race there is. I don't mean by wars. I don't mean by hate. I mean by making decisions. Okay, let me stop you right there right quick for a second. When you, when you, when you use the term dangerous, okay, that has a connotation. It has a subliminal meaning, okay? So yeah. you don't mean dangerous. You mean no, no, most prosperous. You mean Clarify. most uh, uh, <laughs> intelligent. You mean most uh, productive. Let me okay. <laughs> Let me clarify. Yeah, I'm go right ahead for like me. I'm going to answer every question you Okay, ask. go ahead for me. What I mean by we can make a change for the better for our children. Okay. For the nation. Mm -hmm. This is what I mean. We can make things better. We know where we come from. We know how we've been treated. We know how our ancestors have been treated. We can make a difference for the better. But the, what hurts my heart is we won't stand together. And mm -hmm. I don't mean no honor disrespect. We're looking at these stars. We're looking at these... Uh, running back, we are big people that make a home run, and we won't band together. Okay. I mean, if we go, if you have any questions, just ask, and I'll stop and I'll answer. No, no, I'm go ahead. You, 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 you clarified yourself. Keep going. But, but if we look at the Bible, if we go by what our ancestors taught us, if we go by the Bible in Leviticus, everything is vanity. What we chasing after is vanity. Mm -hmm. What we trying to desire is vanity. What the Bible says is just go to work, eat a good meal, and go to sleep. That's all you got to do in this world. I mean, praise God, glorify Jesus and all this, no doubt about it. But don't worry about these diamonds, these gold, this fine car, this big old house. Take care of your children. Show your children what they're supposed to be doing. You, I don't mean a hundred disrespect, like I said. A child got to be raised with a mother and a father. Got to be raised with a father. To have that love, that motivation, that determination, that education, that determination. And the mother with that love, that motivation, consideration, compassion. These things must be combined together. But it's a shame that we won't get together. It's a shame how we kill one another. We destroy one another. We belittle mm -hmm. one another. We mm -hmm. shame one another. We run around with guns, think we bad, tough, hard, down. Mm -hmm. Honestly, we just clown. We don't have nothing. We are self-destructive. Yes, we are commodity to the powers that be. Mm -hmm. Just like our ancestors. When they brought us over here, they made money off of us. Mm -hmm. Just like they put our young men to penitentiary, they make money off of us. When the, when the young people understand, if you band together, you can make a difference. Not for destruction, but for 
disrespect. <laughs> Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. It's a radio talk show. Take a deep breath. Well, well, let me, let me, let me, let me let you take a breath. Let me get in here so you can take a deep breath. What reparations is? It's putting the black community in a position to where they're not. How can I say it? Depending on handouts because they're able to, well, if you get $350,000 and you can start your own business, you can buy your own house. That's what I'm getting ready to say. Okay. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me go a little further here. If African-Americans have equality, equity, that's not bad for the country. That's not bad for the world. That's good for the world. Okay? Because the world is intertwined. Okay? Yes, yes, yes. All right? Yes. I was talking to I was talking to one of my college presidents a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I said all African Americans want is to be treated fairly. We want the same things that everybody else wants. We want to be able to raise our kids. We want to be able to have housing. We want education. We want businesses. We're not going out into certain neighborhoods and trying to uh, take people's whatever. You know, there's there's that thing where, I remember when I lived in Atlanta, they didn't want to build a bus system in the suburbs because they thought black people were going to get on the bus. This was what the people would say. And go out there and, and break in their house and steal their stuff and then get back on the bus and ride back to town. That's ludicrous. That's asinine. That's not what uh, reparations is about. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah. But may I answer that question? Well, I'm going to answer it this way. I'm not as educated as you are, and I see the way you talk, and I appreciate that because you did, you you have, you have know the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs. I just know the around. What I'm trying to say here, and I don't mean no disrespect like I always say, we don't need them, they need us. When are we going to ever realize this? When are we going to ever realize this? They make a difference. They kids want to be like us. All right. Thank you for your call and comment. It's time for a break. And it's Pledge Drive on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. 972-647-1893 We're the most powerful show on the radio KNON.org If you're streaming Yo, what's up? I'ma kick it with mine, y'all know Yo, Slim, can I kick it Here we go Well, it's time to make that change Alright, we're back, we're back, we're back With the most powerful show on the radio Church Information Open Forum With your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. And you just heard Willie Nelson say he supports KNON 89.3 FM. So we need your support. This is Pledge Drive. And uh, we want you to call in with your tax-deductible pledges. And you can talk. But we need you to pledge. Because Reverend Barnett's been doing this show for over 30-some-odd years. And we got to keep this show going until he gets back to 100% and he gets back to what he was always doing. So 
972-647-1893 is the number. And we're having Pledge Drive. Do we have a call? Uh, so we still have uh, Tony on line two. Uh, and uh, no, uh, Tony hung up, actually. We, we have Robert on line one. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, Robert. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, I, I hear talking about reparation, uh, you know, and I, I see them giving reparation all over the world. Uh, they're getting ready to give all these billions of dollars to, the, to, the, to, to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's an economic embargo that we face daily in America. Mm-hmm. And for, for for many many years, I think we we have to deal with the economic embargo because people don't understand that's not African American what we go through for as survivor, right? In in, in our communities, mm-hmm. really. you know, banks don't loan us money; they cash out checks and take our deposits. Uh, our community is, is blighted. Mm-hmm. Hopelessness in many ways. You That's right. South Dallas, and you see homeless folks in most. If you see a black man, he's been to the penitentiary in most mm-hmm. cases. That's right. And and, and he can't get no job. Somebody wanted to give him a paper and a place to stay. They Mm-mm. want rent him an apartment and just all the stuff that we go through. But we don't do no fight. We don't fight for nothing in this city. We just accept the way we are treated and 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 allow. You know, just things to go as it is. With all this money in Dallas, we can't get right. our share. African Americans right. can't get their share. Right. You know, uh, we got the fair that comes to the black community and gentrification. They they buying up South Dallas and uh, all around Cedar Crest Golf Course. Uh, just they've already bought Thomas and Hall, <laughs> and 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 we're not. It, it's no force. To demand equal rights, uh, equal opportunities in this city. I mean, you know, so. So, so, so for the listeners, let let me let me help y'all a little bit with this, Robert. See, most of the listeners, they don't go over on Martin Luther King. Okay, they don't go down in there to different Joppy, different places like that. Uh, Another place I go when I go to the doctor is near to the uh, Hatcher Clinic. And you see one world. And then when you go, when I went to Nebraska Furniture Mart, I saw a whole different world. You, you feel me, Robert? Right. Well, you know, but when you look at if you're black in Dallas, whatever community you live in, you can see that it's, 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 it's becoming blighted. You know, they've been begging for a grocery store in Oak Cliff for years. A grocery store. In a grocery store. Mm. You know. Just Food doesn't. A place to go in and buy groceries and and at, at a reasonable price. Right. Fresh food, you fresh vegetables, I mean? fresh meats. And, and here we are. I mean, we have professional people in our community, but we don't hear anyone talking about the economic embargo that we face. We don't hear him talking about gentrification. In in North Dallas or any white community, there's money flowing through their community because they could go in banks and borrow money and renovate the house. You're talking about banking below 30. Right, yeah. You know, you could buy you, you could, you could, 
you, you, you can buy a house and renovate it and rent it out. I mean, it's no productivity in our community, and it's by design because of the economic embargo that we face, continue to face. But who are talking? Who in our community is talking about these ill effects that affect all of us? If, if, the, if the person across the street from you don't have a job, that money is not flowing in your community because if he got a job, he might cut his grass more, uh, he might paint his house, he might put a roof on. You know, uh, if he could go into the local bank, you know, like in banking below I-30, it shows that Chase and, and Bank America did not make any market loans in the community. Well, let me ask you a question, Robert. Go ahead. Why, why is there an economic embargo on black folks? Uh, what have we done to deserve to be economically right. apartheided? What, what's going on here? Why is this? Why, well, why is there racism? They I mean... They don't want us to be equal because when we have equal opportunities, in most cases... We become superior, but but I mean, and, and what, what, if you if you own Chase Bank, we can't take Chase Bank. We can't take Wells Fargo. We can't take Exxon. Nobody's trying to do that. Nobody nobody's trying to do that. Let me let me get this out here, Rob. Nobody's trying to do that. Okay, we're not trying to take uh, Shell. We're trying to get equitable housing, educational opportunities. Business opportunities. We're not going out in your. We're not trying to take your house from you in your neighborhood on the other side of town. We're not trying to take your furniture store. We want to be able to go in the furniture store and buy some furniture. Okay. So but go if, ahead. But if I don't want you to have opportunities that may make you be better than I am. Why? Why? Why would? Why would you have? Why would they have that philosophy? Why do people because, think that way? When we when we got off that boat, we didn't have equal opportunity. They looked at us as as slaves, free labor, and but out of all of that, when we were able to be educated and have better opportunities, we in many cases became superior to that power. Okay. Let me let me let me put something in here right quick while we're talking, Robert. I'm looking at this book From Here to Equality by William Darty. And it's got a section in it that says what's this say? What's the title of this section? Uh let me get to it here. I got it here. I got it bookmarked so it shouldn't take me more than a second here. It's entitled How, Why the Civil War Could Have Been Avoided. Okay? And what am I talking about? Well, uh, come to find out that Lincoln tried to buy all of the slaves from the slave owners in the South. He was going to buy them. Back then, $750 was a lot of money. But they refused. If, if I was a slave owner, I would have refused that too. I okay. Free labor. 
Oh, well. <sighs> you gonna take? You gonna take my productivity mm -hmm. for seven hundred fifty dollars? Where I don't have to care nothing about this lady. I don't have to even. You know, when they when they gutted that that hog and gave us them 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 guts and eels and tails and tongue and all that shit. And, and they kept. Uh, well, but 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 we don't have slavery now, and we have an economy. But you don't have opportunities. You don't have. Now that's what African Americans are not getting. But right. there is an account. You 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 could have built this country by paying people for their labor, okay? And you could have still made enough money. They made enough profit. It wasn't in their mind. Oh, in their mind. okay. When they, when they brought us over here, they didn't bring us over here to live as human beings. They brought us over here to live like animals. Oh. Okay. All right. See, they didn't. They didn't you know, they never had uh, what they felt that we were equal or we were human beings. No, they didn't. They didn't accept that. But we are equal. We are human beings. Right. Well, I mean, we are for <laughs> these people the way they... Okay, why are we... Let me ask you a question. Uh -huh. Why is South Dallas in the condition it's in now? Okay, because... And Oak Cliff, Oak Cliff too. Be, because, as you say, there's no investment there. And the jobs that were there, as Reverend Barnett would say, were taken out. Right. Let me ask you here. Let me add this here. See, I come up in the 60s. I've seen where they flooded every inner city in America in the 60s with Heron. They started off with Heron. They went to every country that, that produced Heron, China, Vietnam, Colombia, Mexico, Afghanistan, and they dropped it in every inner city in America. That was in the 60s. Mm -hmm. In the early 70s, they came back and say, hey, we gonna teach y'all how to be slick. Y'all don't have to work. We gonna teach y'all how to beat the system. So they gave you movies like Superfly, The Max, all that junk. Mm -hmm. And then they come back in 1980 and they drop crack cocaine in every inner city in America. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was like the atomic bomb. Mm -hmm. See, Weapon of mass and destruction. Feel affected by that every day. Mm -hmm. Affected. See, I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been on hardwood forty six years. So you've seen and things go around, right? See, I've seen it. I've mm -hmm. seen things happen all over America. I see what's happening right now. I talk to people all over America. What's happening in, in Dallas is happening in Chicago, mm -hmm. Detroit. That's right. Denver, Colorado, New York. All of this is happening all over in the black community. Gentrification, the, the drugs, lack of opportunity, the economic embargo that we face daily. I mean, look, as a, as a business person in this city, I can't go into the system and they treat me fair, and it's because I'm, I'm black. And, and I have more assets in 99.9% .9 of white people in this city mm -hmm. and I can't go into their system and borrow money. Mm. I can't go in their system and borrow money. You and other blacks can't go into their system and borrow money because they know if you had access to capital, you could better your condition, better your community. And what's wrong with that? And what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. 
Well, you need you need to. That's what you need to have some signs in front of them banks, asking stating that and asking them why can't we go into your system and and and, and you treat us like you treat everybody else, like you treated uh, Sam Bankman. I can't remember the last name. Freed. <laughs> he had twenty six billion dollars, right? You know what I'm talking about, right? Right. Okay. Now, how much affordable housing could I build with $26 billion? Because that's be the first thing I do. I want to build some affordable housing. Now, right. any of you guys out there listening to a banker, you know how to get, you know how to reach me on this show, 972-647-1893. Uh, <laughs> Look at the money that they're putting in Ukraine. Look at that money there. Look at the money. Well, now let me let me let's let me, let me make a little comment on Ukraine. Let me make a comment on Ukraine. I don't. There's enough money to support Ukraine and to give me that twenty six billion dollars so I can build affordable housing. There's enough money, right? There is. But, but, but also, but put some money in our community. And that's and what affordable housing in, will be. In, in, in the, it ain't just about affordable housing. No, no, it's, it's not. about money. If, look here, if I got access to money, you have access to mm-hmm. money, and you want affordable housing, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be able to go in that system and borrow money. You mm-hmm. may not. But my point, was, my point was, my point was that... <clears throat> I would have taken the money and done something honest with it so you could see where your money was at, okay? Or your money was, excuse me for using that, you know, double preposition, whatever they call it in English. You could see your money. Your money wouldn't disappear. I wouldn't be getting called the biggest uh, fraud since Madoff made off with the money, okay? So when you're saying we can't go into the banking system, this is part of what you're talking about because I'm going to do something legit with the money. Right, it's conspiracy. It's a whole bunch of going in business. But here's what we need: we need some, we need some job training for our young people. See, because the conspiracy has these young people right now where they have no skills, no trades, uh, a limited education, and 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 a gun. Now, right now, that's what they have access to. Right, and they have access to and, a gun. And, and and here's another thing: and then they're angry and mad. Right. And, and most of them want more than you and I that may be working and sacrificing for our living. They want it overnight. So we got to deal with that situation. But all that is by design. See, all that is by design. And, and, and if we were in a war. And why are they designing that stuff like this? This is what I can't get over. Why is this design going forward against black people? Why are we being mistreated? After all we've done for this country, and we have never done. Okay, let me let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. We have never been treated fair. Right. We have never been treated fair. Right. And but 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 let me let me get this in here. People can come from Japan and start businesses. They attack the Mm -hmm. United States. People can Mm -hmm. come from Germany and they can Mm -hmm. start business. They attack the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay. People can come from the Middle East and start businesses. Right. Nine eleven. But the African-American who's been here working and serving, the reason I'm saying what I'm saying is I was looking at uh, the Indiana Jones picture. And the black guy walks into the German guy's room with, uh, you know, he's the butler. He's the 
room service and he has his food on the tray and they get to talking and he's telling him about uh, this takes place in 1960 something and he's telling him he says well uh, I served in the army and I did this and this and the German guy looked at him and said did it get you anywhere and the black guy looked at him like uh, you weren't supposed to say that you see what I'm saying we have served this country and we deserve fairness now we're going to take uh, our top of the hour break right now so if you want to hang on a minute, we'll come. You can come back second half of the hour, second half for the second half of the show. All right, and we're back for the second hour of Church Information Open Forum on KNON eighty nine point three FM on your radio dial or KNON.org if you're streaming. The most powerful show on the radio. Church information on an open forum. And we just want to remind you guys, it's Pledge Drive. We need your pledges coming in. We need to keep this show alive for Reverend Barnett. And so uh, call us up with your tax-deductible pledge. Uh, ask us what kind of thank-you gifts that you can get, if that's what you want. Uh, call us up. We're going to go back to Robert. And then we got another caller waiting. So, Robert, you want to finish up what you were talking about? We got another caller waiting. You there, Robert? What's up, Ray? All right, go ahead. We can hear you now. Okay. Okay, I mean, we got to deal with the problems that we face daily. I mean, we are accepting how we're being treated. See, I'm, I deal within that, that system, and, and the system is racist, but I don't accept it. You ain't going to just... You can't openly discriminate against me in that system. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you talk about banking below I-30, I was on banking below I-30. I talked about the racism mm -hmm. that okay. exists. But until we deal with these banks in our community, we steady making deposits. They're charging us to cash a check if you don't have an account in the bank. And then I didn't wrote you a check on that bank, and I have an account, and I'm trying to pay you, and they're going to take $10 out of the money that I pay you. I mean, Jeez. we got churches. We got churches on every other corner in our community. We go there faithfully every Sunday, worshiping God. We got to come out of that church standing up for our rights. We got to make mm -hmm. a difference in our community. Right. We accepting these things mm -hmm. that that's unfair to us. Right. See, right. it should be it should be protest lines in front of all them banks that don't loan money in our community. You know, there's a new community reinvestment act mm -hmm. a week ago they come up with. We need to deal with those situations. I mean, we if we don't if you if if you don't stand up for your rights you're not going to be treated right. Right. See, in, in, in this and, dispensation, and, and anyway. Me, yeah, you've seen me. You've seen me at those auctions. Mm -hmm. You know why Manheim is located where it's at right now? It was in Grand Prairie. I went to him and say, "Hey, move it to Dallas. Move it to Duncanville Road and Keys. Bring those 500 jobs to our community." The city of Dallas didn't want no auction there. Well, I, we need jobs. In, in our community. See, they don't care nothing about us having no job. They, the job they want us to have is down in that penitentiary. <laughs> and that's, then they that's want right. you unemployed because you will go. 
see, see, when you, when every human being, I don't care if you go roll over a homeless person and ask them what do they want, they like to tell you, I want a mansion, I, I want a Bentley. Everybody wants something. Mm-hmm. But see, but they need to have opportunity. Right. Mm-hmm. And see, you know, it's the old saying that we've been down so long, getting up don't cross our mind. That's where we are. I mean, we have accepted how we're being treated. All right, Robert. Uh, I got two other callers waiting. So thank you for your call and comment. And don't forget that you call in anytime you get ready because we know you understand exactly what's going on out here. Well, appreciate you. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, who All do right. we have next, Pierre? All right. We have uh, Earl on the line, too. Good morning, Earl. Good morning, brother. Uh, much respect. Uh, Thank you. I that word reparation again. And it's a good, good word. I wish it would come, come to reality. Well, let me, let uh, me, let, let me, let me drop, drop something on you. I was yeah. telling my uh, inspector guy about this show. Talk, we won't talk about reparations. And he said, well, they're not going to give us any reparations. And I said, well, they didn't give us freedom either. We had to yeah. fight for it. We had to advocate for it. We had to petition for it. We had to work for it. So those people who think that in this society, in this country, and as I said before, as the theologians say, in this dispensation, that uh, this culture that we're in is going to give African-Americans reparations. Uh, you know, that's kind of totally naive. You, we're going to have to fight for it if we're going to get it. Okay, now go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Oh, okay, uh, we speak on reparations. Uh, one gentleman called prior uh, previously and said that reparations might not be a good thing. I thought that's what I picked up on it. Right? Okay. But we have to change the mindset of the people. Black people's mind, mindset needs to be changed about finances, about what to invest in, and those things. Before you give them a quarter million dollars and just throw it out. Okay, now let me, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold on a second. Let me, let me ask you a question. You said their mindset has to be changed before they get the reparations. Is that is that what you're saying? I know what I'm saying. Along with reparations, the mindset must be changed. I mean, education. Or like mm-hmm. what you invest in. Okay. Where you invest in land. I'm a I'm a real uh, I'm a realtor. Been for over thirty years. Mm-hmm. I'm a real proud. I'm a realtor. And so you're saying it, it be as they're being given the money, they need to be go. They need to go to a financial literacy class or something. Okay, let me let me figure this out. Let me go to a financial literacy class, and we can use the people that's already in our community, that's educated, the accountants, the lawyers, mm-hmm. people this guy. Employ those people with some of that money. Mm-hmm. Let them tell us what to do. What would be the best thing to do? I can tell you all. Off the, off the top, land, real estate. Mm-hmm. We do not invest in anything. We invest in Bentley, jewelry, ring, all, all that good stuff. What do they call we those type things? Those are disposable. Depreciate. There's a word for that. Yeah. I can't Depreciate. think of it. Depreciating assets. Depreciating, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Depreciating mm-hmm. assets. Right. Mm-hmm. Depreciating that's the word. Assets. 
like land. That's why they don't want to give you land. And, and land is an appreciating asset. Your house value yeah. goes up. It doesn't go down. Yeah, that's it. They'll give you a 300 Chrysler tomorrow at any bank. But they won't give you $30,000 to buy a, a lot in South Dallas. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hmm. Keep going. So we have to educate our people. We have to tell them what to do. I mean, to teach them what to do and how to do it. Because they've never had uh, the, the, the... They never had money. Right. There had, you go. Never had they, it. They See how they went out and bought scrimp, lo, scrimp lobster, <laughs> and all that good stuff? We call it scrimp. <laughs> That's how they say it on that side of town. They call it scrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to talk to Scott, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they call I'm scrimp. I'm allergic to scrimp. I can't eat it. Yeah, I can't eat it. I'm, I'm fatally allergic, literally, fatally. Uh, so I don't need to buy. I've seen these people kicking it on top of cars, shooting, buying weapons. You mm-hmm. have to change the mindset, bro. You give an average person on the street right now $250,000. Mm-hmm. They will probably be dead in 30 days if they drink, if they use drugs. Okay, now let me let me ask you a question. Yeah. How do you quantify who to give the money to and who not to give it to? No, you give it to all. Okay. Now, secondly, secondly, let me let me let me let me let me dialogue with you a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> How can I put this? If we see that that person needs help managing their money. Why don't we go to that person in our community and say, look, you got this money. We see that you need help managing it. Let us help you. Because I can't tell who's going to manage the money properly. I can't look at you and say, you're not a good money manager. And so I ain't going to give you the money. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? That no, creates a problem. No, you give them all. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying okay. you give everybody the money. The okay, but let me ask you another question. Do you think yeah. if, say, people from, let's say, Ukraine were given $250,000, would you think any of them would, all of them are going to manage the money properly? They have a different culture. Okay, but, that, but, that, but, but I'm, I'm asking you a question. Do you think that there will be people in their culture, as you put it, that would mismanage the money? Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. Yeah, so what, so what my, my, my point is, my point is, we have to be, we're trying to get a shot, <laughs> okay? And where, and where the chips fall, we have to let the chips fall because we can't expect to be recovered from 400 years of stuff overnight, but we can't wait another 400 years for our money either. Yeah, I understand. What okay, you're that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying exactly what I'm saying. You have to still, that should be a stipulation that if they give you $250,000, we will, we will employ, we would pay the people in our community that's already here. The accountants and all the people with all the knowledge mm-hmm. who will employ those people to help our people build generational wealth. Okay. Don't go buy the Bentley. Go buy you a forty thousand dollar. Great idea. That's that's absolutely that's absolutely fantastic. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get them a 
a, a financial advisor because I got another caller and I thank you okay. for calling and I hope you pledged and uh, if you didn't pledge you need to pledge and if you got any friends tell them to listen in to Church Information Open Forum because we need your pledges okay who do we have next right. and uh, we have uh, Mark on uh, line 3 uh, good morning Mark yes good morning uh, I just want to say is it going to get any better I was listening to other gentlemen saying that oh we need to come out of the churches and all that come mm-hmm. out of the church for what I mean, you got to look at it. Uh, preachers, uh, there are the older preachers that have been preaching 50, 60 years. They either dead or retired, other than Reverend Barnett. And these other young preachers, they're taking them and half of them are sissy. Sleeping with the members and, you know, stuff like that. I uh, mean. Okay. Uh, let, 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 me, let, me, let me try to. Okay. Now, the first, when you say. <laughs> see, I'm a computer guy. Right. And I do data and I do, you know, uh, information and I do statistics and stuff like that. So you're saying that the percentage of preachers in an African-American church is getting older. Is that what you're saying? And they're retiring? They're gone. They're gone. Okay. And, and churches now are accepting young preachers. Uh-huh. They're taking these young preachers mm-hmm. that been to school and all that that don't have no no sense. I mean, they ain't been through no hard times. Okay. And then you got some of I know one that's uh, uh, back in my own town, been pastoring for 30 years and never been married and been and sleeping with the members. So what can he tell us in the community? And then okay. Now let me ask you a question about that. Let me ask you a question about that. So that's one church that you're talking about, right? A bunch of them. Bunch okay, there's a bunch of them. Okay, and what is, now go forward, because I'm trying to get to your point of what you're trying to uh, make my point. explain to the audience. It, you got homosexuality accepted. It's accepted now. Two women marrying mm-hmm. women, men marrying men. Matter of mm-hmm. fact, okay, uh, it's not uh, illegal. My niece, my niece make $250,000 a year, mm-hmm. and she's married to a woman, mm-hmm. and she paid. She paid uh, paid to have a baby. So I'm just telling you, a folks surrogate. like that put big money in the church. She put big money in the church. Okay. Hang in the choir. Mm-hmm. So okay. I, can't dep- I, I, I go to church every Sunday, but I can't depend on the, the, the pastors that are here now. I can't depend on them. They don't care about no community. They mm. just want to get paid. Oh, okay. So you're saying the church is, uh, is more of a business. We need to go to Reverend Burnett's church. That's all. If you want some leadership... You better go there because there's other churches. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't depend on. I can't depend on them. All right, I understand. I see what you're saying. Okay, well, I'm gonna get the phone. So I'm sorry, man. I don't. No, know no, no. You go. Nope, that. nope. This is a talk show. You know, and then yeah. and, and this is what this really show is for. What's that? Mm-hmm. But I, gotta, I gotta, let me just tell you about this show too, and I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I had a testimony. Same guy that called in about. I had a thirty-six thousand dollar car that them folks tricked me on. You remember that? I think I can vaguely remember some. Now, I want you to know by listening to the show, mm-hmm. a lady called me and said, uh, "I want to help you." She, I said, "Well, what can you do?" She said, "I got to take that car back, and get it back, and do whatever you need to do to get, clear your credit. Get you have to file chapter seven, but I got a car I'm gonna let you have for fifteen hundred dollars." I'm driving it right now. Okay, so you got that uh, from calling on on the show. 
just want to give Reverend Bounder and you that credit. Thank well, you. I mean, we appreciate that, and I hope the audience understands that that's what this show is about. We're not it's just up on the, the radio. <laughs> on the radio. And we thank you for your call and comment, and uh, we certainly hope that uh, you continue to move forward toward the prosperity that you deserve. All right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but don't don't depend on these young preachers to come out in the street because they ain't gonna do it. Ah, I see what you're saying. They gonna stay in the pool pit and uh, do what okay, they do. I'm okay, come on, thank you. All right, thank you for your call and comment. All, All right. right, we need some more pledge drivers. That's what we're gonna call them. We need pledge drivers. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number. This is pledge drive, and we're trying to keep this show church information in open form alive for Reverend Barnett as he recovers from his uh, medical uh, procedures. And so, uh, you know, don't be afraid. Call in. And whatever you want to talk about, you can talk about it. And what, after you donate, then you talk about what you want to talk about. And we've got uh, KNON shirts, $60 donation. KNON caps, $50 donation. Tote bags. We got stuff. I got uh, sweatshirts, caps, and I wear my stuff proudly. Or maybe I shouldn't wear it as proudly as, you know, so people might ask me who I am. <laughs> and then I have to try to explain to them I'm, I'm nobody, but, uh, but yeah, but at any rate, uh, uh, we got the phone lines sitting here waiting on you guys to call in and pledge. Pretend like uh, Reverend Barnett's still here because the spirit of Reverend Barnett is here, even if he's not here in the flesh because, uh, you know, human rights, civil rights, and social justice is still needed in this world today, okay? And uh, we were talking about reparations, and the gentleman made the point that well, some of uh, some African Americans, if they got reparations, they wouldn't do the right thing with it. Well, that's true, but that's the same goes the same for any other ethnic group. So we can't wait another four hundred years, or three hundred years, or two hundred years. Uh, to get the money that we created 400 years ago, we need some money now. Because what would it do for a, a black community that didn't have to worry about paying for their rent or their education or their car? It, it might have a, a positive effect. Uh, so, we need the chance to see what would happen. Uh, in football, they have a saying, uh, you don't give up the game before you get off the bus. So, you know, let's uh, see if we can get together and get, uh, and get uh, these reparations. And, uh, yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with mine, y'all know. Just slap, can I kick it? Here we go. 
And we're back. The lines are lighting up. Let's drive. Thank you very much for lighting these lines up. Uh, KNON is 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you're streaming. 972-647-1893 is the number. Uh, are we ready for a call yet, Pierre? Uh, so we are getting some uh, pledges. pledges right, right. now, like so, many ones. So we got the lines lit up. So in the yep. meantime, I am going to uh, try to hold down the air, hold up the air, until we can uh, get these pledges signed up. Yes. So, uh, and we have someone. Actually. Okay. So we have a concerned citizen on line one. Concerned citizen, go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. All right, the floor is yours. Yes, uh, not, I'm, I'm calling in. Not able to do a pledge right now, but I, I heard a caller call in about uh, how he found some help over this radio show, which is a great radio show. And um, I like his blessing, and I'm calling if there's anybody out there can help me come into a pretty good, operable automobile. Would you please contact the show uh, and let me know? Okay, so are you looking to buy one or are you looking for somebody to donate? I know that's an obvious question, but <laughs> I had to ask it anyway. <laughs> yes, that is obvious, but uh, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not looking for anything free, but I'm looking for something that is very operable and okay, know, in good shape. All right. Get me back and forth to work. Okay. All right. Well, the listening audience has heard your petition, and uh, I'm certain that uh, there are things that I have the ability to do. Uh, Robert Petrie has a car lot, the gentleman who was on earlier, and there are other options depending upon how much money you have to spend. And I'm not going to ask you that on the air but okay. uh, that is an option Robert Petrie and the the, the, the the gentleman that just called in he he put out another option so we're gonna just sit back and see how things work is that okay. it? okay yes is, is there a way that I could get Robert Petrie's number? Uh, I'm going to ask Robert to call in and give our pledge drive uh, reception taken lady. <laughs> I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Karen. Karen. And give Karen his number and then we'll, uh, because he has a car lot, uh, I can't remember exactly where it is, but he he, he's, he he doesn't have a problem letting you know what that is. So I'm, I'm going to no, ask him okay. if he call in back in and get that number. Okay. Okay, certainly. Thank you. All right. Do we have anybody else, Pierre? And uh, we have uh, Ike on uh, line four. Oh, good morning, Ike. Good to hear from you. Good morning. How y'all doing? Uh, well, we're doing great. We get to hear from the from Ike because I got you know we see we see you putting in the work. All right. Well, I'm putting put in some work right now. All right, then. Okay. First of all, I want to talk about voting. You know, right now uh, we are voting. We got 14 propositions that are that we early voting right now, and uh, election day is uh, next Tuesday. 
And our people need to pay very close attention to these propositions because as we talk about reparations and other things that's going to enhance our community, and, uh, as the guy spoke earlier on the show, one of the tools in the toolbox that we need to use is voting. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. If we're going to talk about reparations, we, we need to talk about voting because, you know, in the atmosphere we're in today, the Republicans are not going to get up and give reparations. Right. So we have to really get out and vote. Okay. And I also want to make people aware that as we speak, uh, Dallas City, the city of Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, they are reviewing their charter. They have impounded a charter commission board to look at the Dallas City Charter so we can understand what's going on with the charter and the laws and the policies with code, with police department, the fire department, every aspect of the city is in review now on the charter review board and you can go and call the city secretary office and you can either attend to these meetings and uh, either you can uh, go virtual and you can file an amendment to change the charter if you see so. Okay. But you need to be informed that this is going on because so far you hear very little talking about early voting, mm-hmm. hard voting period, and you hear nothing about the Charter Review Commission. One thing that the Charter Review uh, people are, are do- looking at right now, somebody committed a change to change the city election date from May to November, which was really uh, inconvenience of a whole lot of voters. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if that passes, it's a lot of voters going to be inconvenienced on that because a lot of jobs ain't going to let you take off the vote and you already are on Saturday. So you're saying that could be a, a voter suppression tool? No. Now, I'm not saying it can be. I'm saying it is. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it is a very, it's, it's anything to there you go. Straighten it out. It's, it's, it's a weapon. It's not a tool. It's a weapon. It's a weapon. Okay. Uh, that's all right. That'll work. That'll work. I just wanted to make people aware of that so we can stay informed because this is church information and open form. And y'all talking about a lot of good stuff, but we ain't talking about voting. Okay. Everything we talk about with the civil rights, you know, I heard somebody say that we had to fight for freedom. We still fight for freedom. We haven't won the fight to get freedom. Right, right. And when you was asking, uh, some of the uh, callers, why do you think that is so? Why is this so? Why is that so? It's because this country looks at you as being one, I mean, uh, three-fifths of a human being. You're not considered as a human being. A lot of these uh, educational institutions like Yale and Harvard, uh-huh. one of their main goals when they were born was to keep you depressed. Okay. Keep you under them. Suppressed. We are being that's right. right, suppressed. That, that, that's their job, and they're doing a good job. We just ain't get, doing a good job to get out from under them. It's responding. So I thank you for taking Right, thank you for taking my call. And people need to get out and vote. That's right. Yvonne Davis, uh, uh, I think her district is 111. She's doing a great job at being a state representative. Mm-hmm. She got some recommendations on some of the uh, some of the proposals she supports and some she don't. And they even got Clay Dickens is advertising for, uh, I think, Proposition 2. That gives uh, uh, the daycare owners uh, 
uh, extra exemption or lower tax rate on their property so they can stay in operation. It's all about trying to help our kids. Mm -hmm. So okay. I want people to get out and stay involved and get, get active. We got to get, you know, if you, if you say you, you're going to fight for civil rights or any kind of rights, or you're going to fight against justification, and you're not voting, or you're not trying to get out and, and get yourself able to vote, you know, your fight is very limited. Right. So you don't have the right weapons. So thank you for taking my call, and y'all have a good day. And thank you for calling, Ike. As as always, uh, you, you're the one that uh, coined the phrase, the most powerful show on the radio. So we thank you very much. All right. Uh, do we have anybody else, Pierre? Uh, yes. Uh, we have uh, Hebrew Black okay. on the line two. Hebrew. Or uh, Darwin. Okay, Darwin on line one. And uh, uh, Hebrew back male, uh, he, he may uh, call back later. All right. She's uh, up. No. Is that, Hello? Uh, who's this? Who's this? Out of four words. Darwin out of four words. Darwin, okay. Go ahead, Darwin. Good morning. Um, good morning. Good morning to you, first of all. I am a long-time listener, first-time caller. Now, we got the question of, of, of reparations. This is my take on it. Uh-huh. I feel like the only reason why I come they won't give us reparations because it'll help put us on a, on a level playing field. Okay. And that's what threatens them. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, uh, Darren. Why would putting black people on a level playing field, as you put it, or giving equity, equality, why would that hurt uh, America or anybody in America? Why would that hurt them? Well, it's... It wouldn't hurt America. I don't think it would hurt America. Okay, now that's that's what I want them to hear. I want these people who are against us African-Americans getting reparations to hear that African-Americans getting reparations is not. That's a misconception. That's a mischaracterization. Okay, go right ahead. I think that the reason why they won't is it won't, it's not because it won't. It will help America, help hurt America, but it will put a shine a brand new light no, on African Americans all together. Therefore, hurting the American people. When I say that, is the white establishment has separated us because we don't have the money to compete with them. But if we had the money and to be on the status and to be seen in the places that they are seen, will put a threat to their very existence. Okay, now let me let, 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 let's drill down on that some more. Okay, okay. Why? Like I told my. Uh, let me let me let me let me get in here because I'm trying to get this across to the listening audience. Why would me as a black man sitting next to Pierre, our producer, French guy from Europe, why am I a threat to him sitting across from him at the radio station? I'm not a threat to him. <laughs> I'm not a threat And that's what these people need to understand We're not a threat to you After 400 years Over 400 years Of working for the country Dying for the country Whatever else we've done for this country We are not a threat We are trying to live Just like anybody else Okay now go ahead I understand that And you're right but the thing about it is that put us in the same circle as them. So what? So, so what? Okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, look, now, we're looking parenthetically at this. Now, we're, we're, we're dialoguing. This is, I'm saying this parent 
hypothetically. You got to got to remain in the context, right? If I'm sitting across from you on the dining table, you eat your food, you do, drink your drink, I'm on the other side of the table, drink my drink, eat my food. That doesn't mean I'm going up in the, into your neighborhood to try to get your daughter. No, no, you know no, what I'm no, saying? No, I'm no, not no, doing no, that. Let's stop right there. Let's stop right there. Uh-huh. Because that's what we're going with this. Because if we're in the same, we're in the same circle. Uh-huh. That's the threat. That's the threat What's threatening about a black man going up there to, to say hi? How you doing? That's a threat to them. Because if one does it, then another one will do. It. But and but but what do you see on TV? What do you see on TV uh, when you look at the commercials? Do you see? I, 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 what do you see? I, 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 uh, what do you see at the vice president? Let's start at the vice president. What do you see? What do I see? Uh-huh. Who's her husband? I, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Who is the That's Supreme Court justice? Who's her husband? It, it, it goes It goes both ways. Okay. But we are the one that, that if we get in that circle, we can turn the whole entire thing black. So that but no, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got a dialogue. We're not trying to turn anything anywhere. We're trying but to get the, equality. I can stay on my side of town. Uh huh. I understand. That's all I'm saying. The, we know that people in their minds think different ways. And as we become a threat, as not having anything. But, but this is what we're trying to do here. What you're trying to do is change their mind and, exp- and show them why they're not right and why they're not logical. Not rational. I'm not trying to change their mind. I'm not trying to change their mind at all. Okay, well, I am. Because I am trying to show that that, but you, you brought up several different ways of thinking that are accurate. What you said is accurate. But what I'm saying is, that's illogical. It's because, irrational. Look, 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 they are, they think by money. Money is everything to a, to a white man. Mm-hmm. Money is everything. Money is everything to me, too. Yeah, I mean, it's not to me. There's more things to me that make me important to... Okay, uh, but you can't take it out of context. You can't take it out of context. Well, the, the same thing could be said to them. They're going to say, oh, money's not everything important to me. Everything to me. So, now go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it would, like I said, that, that puts us on the same playing field in uh-huh. all aspects because mm-hmm. we don't have to depend on them. When they can say... Well, hey, we shouldn't have to depend on them. I mean, yeah, we shouldn't have to. But the thing about we, it, we is have a right. We have a right yeah. not to have to depend. Yeah. On, we've 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 done everything for four hundred years. But I have to take on. I've got three more callers because these lines are smoking hot. But call back and make sure you do your tax deductible pledge because Reverend Barnett's uh, spirit is still here. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right. All right. Thank you for your call and comment. That clears the line. Who do we have? And we have Caroline Arnold on the line. Uh, four Councilwoman Arnold, yes. Mayor. Councilwoman, can you can you correct me on, on the proper way of addressing your you as 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 in your relationship as a city council person on the city council? Because I can never get it right. Well, this the main thing is we were elected as city council <laughs> member representing District Four, uh, and our uh, elected body comes together to elect. Mayor Pro Tem and Deputy Mayor Pro Tem, and so I'm now serving as Deputy Mayor Pro Tem okay. of the Dallas City Council. I stand, so I stand in, in, in enlightened. Deputy Mayor Pro that's, Tem, yes. Carolyn Arnold, and that's uh, yes. But but on the ballot, I'm always as a councilwoman. All council members are the leadership piece comes with 
a special sele- election among the council members. So that's a good FYI this morning. Okay. So I wanted to add to that quickly. Uh, on Saturday, we're giving, we're celebrating uh, the men and women in this country who who have given of themselves and they've made sacrifices. Uh, and their family has done as well uh, as as veterans of war and, and those individuals, soldiers who have fought to keep this country. Uh, whether we like it or not, we are in America, and uh, good and the bad, it all goes together to make who we are. Mm-hmm. And so part of what we've done for the past five or six years from District 4 in order to celebrate our community members, we started a parade that comes down Lancaster Corridor so mm. that we can remember those who have given up themselves and they they continue to suffer because of their sacrifice. Mm. So on next Saturday, beginning, uh, we'll start lining up at 9 o'clock a.m. Pastor Van Williams and his church supports the staging of the parade at 1616 Illinois. That's Cedar Crest Cathedral Church. I will come down to Lancaster Road to the VA hospital. There's a vacant lot across the street that we uh, refer to, uh, we formally call it Patriots Crossing, but we're calling it now the District 4 uh, uh, Military Support uh, Estate. So we are, we will load up, we will come there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 a.m., we're, we're in place to get, I'm sorry, I'm kind of rolling. Let me go back. We're leaving. Go ahead. Uh, Cathedral Church, mm-hmm. starting on time, military time, 10 a.m. Okay. We're coming down Lancaster Road. Uh, we will come down. We're looking for uh, the businesses to, to, to make sure that they have flags out, uh, that they're waving. We understand that people will want to know what's going on, and so this point we're letting them know we are paying homage to our military veterans. But when we get to the lot, we will begin the tribute and it's probably going to take us 45 minutes mm-hmm. to tribute to our soldiers. We will have a flyover at 11-11. Oh, wow. At 11-11 a.m. And then we're we're also looking for additional entrance to the parade. Okay. There's no cost for this parade. Okay. But we're still looking for churches who may have a, a band. A, a, really, they may have drill teams. Mm-hmm. They may have a band. Okay. You may have other organizations who have uh, a a desire to participate. We're looking for ROTCs. We're looking for veteran organizations. So we need more folks to join us to pay tribute. And they can call us Monday morning. So we can tie these loose ends. Monday morning, this is Mr. Phil Foster's uh, contact information, 214-670-0780. That's 214-670-0780. All right, hold on, hold on just a second for us, uh, uh, Deputy Deputy Mayor. We're gonna take a break, and I'm okay. gonna bring you right back because I want you to okay. get all the, you know, stuff out you want to get out. Okay, all right, thanks. And this is Church Information Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio, on KNON 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna kick it with the mind, y'all know. Yo, Slim, can I kick it right here? Here we go. And we're back for our final segment of Church Information Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio on KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you're streaming. 972-647-1893 is the number to call because we want you to call in your tax deductible pledges and then ask them, what can I get 
as appreciation token for my pledge. Uh, Deputy Mayor, can you come back on and go ahead and yes, do your thing? This is where we need our community support. Once again, the parade will begin at Cedar Crest Cathedral Church uh, with Reverend Van Williams, who has hosted us for the past two years. We're coming down Lancaster Road. Uh, we will have a flyover at 11-11. That the is fantastic. We start, on time. we start on time at 10 a.m. from the church. We will come down Lancaster Road to the vacant lot across the VA. We'll have our program. We will have vendors, and we will have food trucks. Uh, we try to make sure that we're able to provide just that bit of social socialization for many of our community members, especially we have a number of veterans who are in that community who are also homeless. Mm. And oftentimes they're coming to us because they need, they need us to continue to support them but we're also given a chance to identify and offer services. And so we need you all also to know the food trust is no cost. We want to make sure that oh, that's great. we return the investment from this community back to our to our community. So we have uh, sponsors who help us sometimes with our food trucks, especially situations like this. Mm-hmm. There's no cost to food trucks. There's no cost to participate. It's all about paying it forward so that our as we said, the younger generation, that sometimes it's good for us, the OGs, to understand the importance <laughs> of saying uh, thank you, funny. taking time to be to show gratitude. And I think it's so important as we hear folks struggle and wonder what we're going to do. You know, caring, uh, being pessimistic and carrying just hatred, that's a heavy burden. You know, mm-hmm. it's much better. You know, your body responds totally different optimistic. if you're optimistic versus being pessimistic. We need to try this sometimes. Our, our body functions totally different. Mm-hmm. This is a chance for us now as we listen to Pastor Barnett's show, who's given us a chance to talk about all things positive. And there are some things, of course, that are not going the way we want it to go. But as Mr. Ike said, we go back to Reverend Barnett talks about prayer and fighting. Mr. Ike calls in, he talks about engagement, mm-hmm. voting. That's the, one of the most powerful tools we have. Mm-hmm. For some reason, that, that fall continues to fall on deaf ears. Mm. We have many of us who receive it, but that is our power. And that's right. our power now to support where we are, but also to take care of those who will come after us. Right. So we have to take care of ourselves now. So as he mentioned, we did get information from State Representative uh, Tony Rose and Yvonne Davis on recommendations for the propositions on on Tuesday. And we need to stay woke on them. And if anyone has questions, call your state representative. But these two ladies, representatives, have already shared their views. I believe uh, Senator West has done the same thing uh, as well. But we need to go to the folks with it that we have elected on that level. And they are willing to share with you. So we don't want to shoot ourselves in the foot by right. not showing up. Mm-hmm. So I know this is another show about voter education in depth. But just the quick of it, Mr. Singh just also talked about the charter. Mm-hmm. The charter is going to shape how we receive our services moving into this next 10 years. Mm-hmm. So today we get a chance to get this information. We're asking that we share the information but we're talking about the, the in my case now we're pushing out 
the parade because we need to underscore the importance of saying thank you to those who have made sacrifices. Mm-hmm. November 11th, 11 and come on down to, to, the, to Lancaster Boulevard, uh, I keep saying Boulevard, Lancaster Road, help us celebrate, help us say thank you, get the message out that it's important that we support the soldiers, we support the families who have given, and that vote, that vote that we continue to use 70% of the time, it can continue to strengthen even the veterans as we push out for those individuals on a federal level who need to fight for better benefits for our, for our soldiers. So okay. it all comes back to us, and I appreciate you all letting me just kind of expound a little bit this morning, but it's so important that we understand 11-11 is a very important day just for celebration, but we should be celebrating our veterans and our military uh, men and women 365 days a year. So thank you for sharing. And once again, if anyone needs any additional help, and we need help in terms of, of, of more vote, more participants, 214-670-0780. And Mr. Phil Foster is waiting to take your call. And he's ready to get you as an entry into this great event on next Saturday, 10 a.m. And remember, we want to see you there. Thank you so very much for allowing me to share. And don't forget the pledge of which we have done today. Quick question, uh, Deputy Mayor. The, yes, sir. The bond, when is that going to be voted on? Well, right now we are are... are Still in deliberations about the bond, and, and okay. people need to understand the bond is a loan. Is basically us take, allowing the city to take out a loan that we're gonna that our that our is gonna have to pay for because oftentimes the money is being spent. It's gonna be spent payback, you know, years from now. So, so it's so it's uh it's that the, the the election for that is is when in May. We no no no. This is I'm glad you asked. We are now in the midst of just discussing the bond proposals. There is an intention of uh, uh, first vote would be in May. Okay. But there is a push by some to try to push it to November. And I'm and the and the challenge for us as council members, and I'm gonna speak about us in the southern sector. We need to have an election in May, and that has, we will decide on the exact date, I think in February, by January at the latest. Okay. We need to have a bond election in May because as we roll out our bond propositions for streets, alleys, housing initiatives, we want to have enough time to put that contract, that bid out uh, before the end of 2024. Okay. If we wait and roll out an election in November, we can't roll out any bids for services until 2024. And so it's important that we have this conversation and the public understands the sooner we vote on the bonds, the more we, the faster we can release the money out to contractors, I mean, out to the bids for contractors so we can get our streets, alleys, housing initiatives, and other programs on the street and into the communities where we need them. So thank you for asking that question. And we will continue to support this radio station by providing information on that on this bond. And we really need support for that May election uh, if we're able to get that. But the community has to let their Close the door. Uh, council members know we need it in May. All right. Thank you very much, uh, Deputy Thank Mayor. And uh, we've uh, we've we've got uh, seven minutes left, so we're going to try to get to these uh, two callers. Okay. And uh, thank you. Uh, who do we have next? 
We have Randy on three. Uh, Go yes. ahead, Randy. Randy on lane three. Go ahead, Randy. Good morning. I'll try to be real quick. Uh, that was good information Ms. Arnold gave us, and we always need her input. But, uh, you know, waiting around for reparations for people to change their moral uh, empathy or apathy or whatever you want to call it, you're going to die holding your breath. Okay, let me ask you a question. What do you mean by waiting around? Because the, anybody who's trying to receive reparations, no matter what your nationality is, is waiting for a government entity to finally believe that they've done wrong and owe people money. Okay. But here's 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 how we here's. But it's it's not unprecedented, right? It, it's, has it happened before? Have have government mm -hmm. entities played paid reparations before? It is not unprecedented, okay. and they have. But right. America, it's going to be really, really difficult. But this is my suggestion. Well, it was difficult because for I, black people to get out of slavery. Well, this is how, this is how. <laughs> okay, but go ahead. But what happened is, uh, okay, you're taking me off of what my time No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm, we're short, dialoguing. This I is got, dialogue. I got, short, I got short time. Oh, okay, so go ahead. What I'm trying to say is, by example that I've seen from a, a couple of Native American re, uh, reservations, uh-huh. Those people have been done wrong. That that's right. Uh, they are buying property back that was sold to the white man. Okay. Inside the reservations and around them. Uh -huh. So my my example is, who is really in charge? And the answer to that is, whomever temporarily possesses the ownership of land. And okay. that goes all the way back to the dinosaurs. When the dinosaurs, you were got here, one minute. They were in, they were in charge of everything. I can get it. When the uh, Native Americans were uh, living mostly only Native Americans in the Western Hemisphere, they were in charge of everything. Right. When the Anglos came and they took what? The land from mm -hmm. the Native Americans, right. they were in charge of everything. Mm -hmm. So okay. if you want to be in charge of anything, mm -hmm. you've got to possess land. So my suggestion is, mm -hmm. let's go. it's not just African Americans, it's low-income people. Let's group together and buy every vacant lot in Dallas. Okay. And then how much you're going to be in charge. Okay. All right. You're going to be more in charge because why? You own the land temporarily. Okay. So now, let me stop you right there because we got to go. Now, I want you. To, what I want you to do is I want you to create a platform for, so when you come back on this show, then you will have a website or a phone number or a email to galvanize your concept. Okay? Can you do that for me? As long as you help me try to set up a website because I am computer illiterate. Okay, but 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 we'll work on it. But I want you to I want you to work on that. You get an email, a phone number, or something and we'll we'll try to get together on the website, okay? But I got another call and I gotta go. So thank you for your call and comment. All right, who do we have? Uh we have Eddie on the line one Good morning, Eddie. You got four minutes. Yes, good morning. You know, we have so many examples in our, our community of success. Mm -hmm. You have to have a purpose and plan. you got to take some action on it. Okay. And yes, land is to be bought, not sold. Get people together in a cooperative. And I would suggest people like Malcolm Robinson or somebody else, or the lady spoke about the, the march. If that's a good organization and you can trust the people. Are you talking about uh, the deputy mayor? Yes. Okay, she's a council person. Yes. Okay, well, go ahead, go ahead. An agreement to be wealthy, a purpose. And uh, you get people together, 
you, you choose the, the right people uh, wisely, you know. Okay, again, I dialogue a little bit more than some other talk show hosts. When you say get people together, okay, being a computer person, what is step one to get people together? What is step two to get people together? What is step three to get people together? Like-minded people. You choose the people in the group. You can get a corporate, as I say, Mm -hmm. and pool your money. Uh, Now, Imani... Calls in all the time. Are you familiar with his organization, uh, Doctor? What I can't remember it off the top of my head. Do you know who I'm talking about? Imani calls in all the time, and perhaps next week he'll call in because we don't have enough time uh, today. But he calls in with his Doctor Claude Anderson. I think that's the name of his uh, the person that uh, heads that group. Are you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. Now that is what I'm talking about when I say step one, step two. Step three, because I, I'm a you know I'm a computer person, and I believe in the first step I'm gonna take is put my right foot out. Next step I'm gonna take is put my left foot out, and the next foot up you know not to be not to be uh, condescending, but we need something that we can implement as opposed to a general overall comment. You see, you feel me? Yes, I do. Okay, it's a very simple thing. You pull your savings together. And you utilize that towards uh, uh, down payment on property, uh-huh. as I said. It works anywhere, anytime. Okay. All right. Well, uh, as as we said before, if Imani would call in next week and maybe his organization uh, could, could be something, you know, that might, you might be talking about because they already have a structure. They're not, they're, 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 they're a concept, but that has an active uh, organization that's actually doing stuff that you can say, oh, okay, this organization is working. So, is there anything else you want to say? Organization that is going to generate income for the rest of our lives. That's what we need to do. Okay. Call in later. I'm sure you have some other people to talk. All right. Thank you for your call and comment. And it looks like I see Gene and Bonnie coming in, so it means it's time for the workers' beat. So, thank you for calling in this morning on Church Information and Open Forum, the, the most powerful show on the radio, KNON 89.3 FM or KNON.org if you're streaming. And remember, it's Pledge Drive. <laughs>